Hey regulars, Charlie here. We all spend a lot of time thinking about what we eat, but what about what we drink? Well, our friends at Congan Water have an answer for you. When you call 800-494-8685 or visit Conwater, that's K-A-N-Water.com, you can learn more about the Congan Water machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Congan Water has been around for 50 years and has expanded into nine countries, which shows that they really do have the staying power to outlast all their competition. The Congan Water machine is the only real ionizer on the market. The rest, unfortunately, are nothing more than a mass produced water filter. While Kangen water is great for hydration, you can use it for all sorts of other health benefits, whether that be reducing acid reflux, migraine headaches, joint aches and pains, low energy, gout, and even muscle pain. Its antioxidants neutralize free radicals in your body and keep your immune system strong, while its alkaline properties balance the pH level of your body and keeps you healthy. If you drink a lot of energy drinks and have a very acidic diet, Kangen water is a must. You can even use the water for weight loss. There are weight loss plans that rely on Kangen's alkaline water exclusively, but even without a plan, the water will help help you lose weight. So if you're interested in improving your health and boosting your hydration, call 800-494-8685 or visit conwater.com. That's K-A-N-Water.com to learn all about the Kangen Water Machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Again, these deals will not last, so be sure to call and let them know that the regular Joe Show team sent you. Fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Without the cape, we're the superpowers. Not even a sidekick. Heck, we don't even have fancy gadgets. This is just Joe and his trusty microphone. Made in the USA. This is the regular Joe Show. Hello there and welcome to one, welcome to all, hour number three of the regular Joe show. And I am your regular Joe, Joe Giganti. Good to be with you. Going to give a shout out. We had elections in Wisconsin yesterday. Uh, I believe every one of the people, I got to double check on one. There's only one I'm not sure of, but I'm almost positive. Every single person I endorsed won their races. Not their primaries, they got to get to the general, but... In particular, two people that I spent a good deal of time sharing information with you on. Melinda Eck and Steve Legal won bigly to quote Donald Trump. Very proud of the great work they're doing. Look forward to them winning in the general election. See, it does make a difference. When we get involved, we make sure that we're well-informed and we get involved. It does help. It does change things. Final numbers in uh, Legal's case, I want to say it was almost double in his favor versus the number two person in the race. Melinda also did very, very well. Very proud of that. Happy it's working out. Onward and upward. We have more races to win. Where we're going to pick up this whole discussion on who should be the VP and what is the strategy that wins. Some say it's the route of a pro-abortion running mate. I think that is a death knell figuratively and literally. We'll get into that. Right now it is seven minutes after the hour, which means in Cutter it is 7.07 p.m. Right now in Wilmington, Delaware, that's right next to Brandon Falls, Delaware, 11.07 a.m. In London, 4.07 p.m. And in Beijing, China, it is 12.07 a.m. That is your new and improved Biden Crime Family Time Check TM, the regular Joe Show. Brought to you as and always is at the top of each and every broadcast hour to ensure one can't possibly claim ignorance to the reality, to the simple truth of the scum and villainy that is the Biden crime family, those just a few of the locales that they deviate do business as, trading influence for money on a regular, enriching themselves 
at the expense of the American people. Now, last hour I had to call uh, James saying, look, it's got to be an outsider in terms of the VP pick. And I would agree that if you got, you know, business-minded outsider who, who has the America First agenda down, then that would be great. Because as, as Donald Trump has made clear, of the utmost importance is somebody that can step in and take his place, God forbid, if something were to happen to him in these four years. But more importantly, when those four years are done, you know, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's very standard. The VP would then go on to run and would hope there'd be some tutelage along the way. So I think it's very important that you have an America first conservative on the ticket. Now, some say it's got to be a woman. It's got to be a minority. This whole got to be thing. I think we need to sometimes we we overthink paralysis by analysis and all these fun little terms. I mean, here's the bottom line. Donald Trump rode a wave of populism because he was speaking to where people's hearts and minds were. The top issues right now with everybody, because it's how we live, is the economic strife, inflation, the, the, the wide open border and all the safety and national security concerns that brings to us. Health care to a certain degree tied into the economy, certainly the education system. All big issues. Now, everyone knows I am pro-life without exception, so it will always be important to me. But I recognize right now it doesn't have to be the number one national issue. But that's not the same thing as compromising on it or turning your back on it. And I think it would be foolish to do that, given the fact that this is the president that oversaw the turning of Roe v. Wade through the Dobbs decision. A terrible decision, whether you agree with abortion or not, from a legal point of view, the Roe decision was horrible, unconstitutional in its nature. Many justices, including liberal justices, Ruth Bader Ginsburg among them, acknowledged that the decision was not, the, the, the final decision was not arrived at in a proper, fully constitutional way. And, and then we forget all these things. We People get so caught up in the, the passion of it, the details, the debate. None of that's what matters. It matters what was the law. And, and the, the Supreme Court of the United States doesn't make law. They That is the, the job of the Congress. Now, they review constitutionality, but in Roe and Doe, they created new rights. They effectively legislated from the bench which is beyond the power of the Supreme Court. It wasn't a question of if it would be overturned. It was simply a question of when. The requirement to that overturning was to ensure we had constitutional justices on the court, people that could read the Constitution and actually understand what it said, as opposed to what the left-wing justices do, which is utilize it as a tool to institute their doctrine. That's not how it's supposed to be done. Now, I've not heard Donald Trump say that's the way it's go, but this is it's being talked about. It's being whispered about. Some other shows are talking about this. This is the key. We got to do this. I don't. I think it's clever by half. This idea, and because here's what you have to understand: if you look at dig into the polling, the the real issue, if he's having an issue, is with unmarried young single women who are virulently pro-abortion. 
these women are going to vote for Donald Trump because suddenly Tulsi Gabbard's on the ticket? They probably view Tulsi Gabbard as a Benedict Arnold. She walked away from their religion. Because that's the other thing you have to understand. These women that they're talking about, they always brought suburban women. If you actually look at married suburban women, Donald Trump does fairly well with them. Much better than they intimate. But these single, and by the way, faithless, it's women that have no strong faith background, that are unmarried, potentially own lots of cats. That part I don't know, but I'm just guessing. But that that have the, and one of the things that you can uncover when you read the data is that lack of a faith background, it creates a hole in any human being. And in the case of these women, they use the Democrat Party and its philosophy as a pseudo-religion. That, that's where that fervor they have comes from. To believe that you're going to get women <clears throat> this dedicated to abortion, which they look literally as their high sacrament almost. I mean, they don't say that. I'm not claiming they walk around saying it, but this is the level by which they live it in their thoughts about it. They're not going to get them to flip their vote in mass because suddenly you put a pro-abort on the ticket. Someone that, that left the Democrat Party, which to them is anathema, can be like, well, I mean, if you just, it'd be like if you're in the Catholic Church, like, well, just get that defrocked priest to come and say mass, and, and that'll make it. No, it doesn't bring people back to the pews. And that's so it's, it's a silly argument, but you got to dig into it. Because again, and he, here's the thing I understand. And I'm not saying this in a judgmental way. I really am not. I'm not because I feel the same thing I'm about to describe many others as feeling. Desperate to save our country. Desperate to prevent another four years of the Biden puppet regime. Desperate to see Donald Trump back in the White House to do what he did in those first four years over again even better. But desperation is not the place to operate from. Desperation makes mistakes. Desperation creates poor judgment. Desperation blinds us. And we can't afford any of those things. So while we can feel it, it's kind of like courage is not the absence of fear. It's doing the, it's doing the right thing despite the fear you feel. So I'm not saying, look, you can't just wave a hand, right? It's like when someone tells you they feel anxious or depressed. Well, I'll just stop. Well, okay. It was that easy, right? I mean, and it can't, I, I realize you can't just say, well, stop feeling desperate. I understand exactly why you do. I share that. I see our country slipping away. I think about what world will my children inherit? But what we have to do as people of reason and intellect is not to be enslaved by our passions, even if they're ones that, are, that come from a good place of wanting to save our country, pave the way for our children and our grandchildren. <clears throat> as the adults and as people that use our intellect, our, our reason, we have to take control of those passions. We have to put them in the place that they belong. You can feel them in there, but they shouldn't be the ones making the decisions. They shouldn't be directing things. You have to check them and think it through and look at the situation for what it is and then operate from there. That's how we do this. This is how winning will happen. 
The left is consumed by their emotions. It works because they have a different master. Their master thrives on lies, deception, and people being enslaved to their passions. So of course it works for them. But unless you want to serve that master, it's not going to work for us. And I will not serve that master. I reject that master. I'm an imperfect person, much like, you know, Fanny Willis. I didn't receive an award for that imperfection. But even in my imperfection, I will always reject the devil. That's just not, that's not somewhere I want to play. And nor should anyone else want to. The end results are pretty ugly. So, again, there's a lot of options out there. Donald Trump was asked about it by Laura Ingram. And yet, she fed him a bunch of names. I get it. We'll get to that soundbite. But he has stressed, Donald Trump has stressed the need to have somebody that that not only can step in, but can continue the Make America Great Again, America First agenda. Well, let's be clear, that agenda has been pro-life. So anyone he chooses should represent that agenda as well. <clears throat> and I know there's a fascination with Tul- Tulsi Gabbard. A very dear friend of mine is close friends with her. Has known her since she was young because her father was in politics in Hawaii when he, he worked for her dad. And he is always buzzing in my ear that she's this great catch for politics. I don't see it. I'm just being honest. I, she makes some great points. I get it. And yes, she's a, she's a very striking lady. So, you, you know, she catches people's attention. And that's wonderful. And who knows, maybe this journey from Democrat to independent will one day land her as a conservative as it has for others. Jean Kirkpatrick, who was a great Republican and conservative that served in the Reagan administration, was a registered communist at one point in her life. So I get it. These transformations take place. I just want to see a little bit more time on that transition. I want to see it take root before I'm going to be willing to say yes. And I know that everyone thinks again, it's Because here's what it is. It boils down to one thing. Everybody wants the easy button. There is no easy button. The next 258 days are going to be a slog at best. Get prepared for that. Be ready for that. Stop thinking there's a magic bullet, there's a special pill, or there's an easy button. There isn't. It's going to be good old-fashioned grit. Stick-to-itiveness, determination, fortitude, courage, and day-to-day operation and work on the goal of saving our republic. That's what it's going to take. There will be no easy button. The Regular Joe Show.